Welcome back to uh, the second episode this week of the Codex West podcast. This is episode 6.B. Um, today we're going to be talking about the, uh, the Brooking Papers. Um, if you missed the first episode this week, we talked about the new Blade Runner movie, Blade Runner 2049. Um, as always, I am joined by my co-host, Johnny Paglino. What up? And Mark Weaver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yep, yep, uh, if, yep, you, yep. if you didn't catch the first episode, all of us are dying, um, and Mark is now a bar attorney. So <laughs> you're gonna bring it up all the time. Rundown. I love it. I love it. I'm gonna. Yeah, I gotta brag on you three. Yeah, times I just would really. So. You did forget to call me Mark Weaver Esquire. If that's Sorry. listen. It's not that big I'll, of a deal. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If you want to not look like a fool, call me by my full name. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, today we're going to be talking about the the uh, Brooking paper, which which kind of covers it's a, about a hundred and two page document um, that covers what uh, like under what circumstances Trump may or may not have committed obstruction of justice. Um, my most uh, like my deepest political conviction is that Obama is a very handsome man. So <laughs> Today is going to be mostly Mark and Johnny. Talking that is about. a that is a deep contention. Yeah, like, like, you see how many political cartoons there are of his like big ears and like yeah, you know they what always I mean? make like, him not like, handsome. But that's he's a like valid really political. I don't know president. why we pretend Obama's not the most handsome president we've ever dude. Had. He is. He's like, our John Logan. Kennedy. He's yeah, our he's, yeah, he's our black yeah, John Kennedy, and I love him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I love the, love the black Kennedys. Um, so that's a really bad ABC pilot that didn't come around. <laughs> you know what I mean? The black Kennedys. Like that didn't go over well yeah, when they pitched it. Piloted my, my Obama. joke right into the twin towers. Anyways, oh my God. good <laughs> lord! Oh my God! Did you just obstruct justice? <laughs> okay, so um, let's take a closer look. <laughs> okay, so um, Johnny, I'm going to let you kind of give us some background on what's going on. I'm going to talk almost certainly very little. Uh, so it's going to be legal, legal from Mark and perspective from Johnny. Let's go. All right. Well, um, the Brooking Institute's like a leftist think tank, so we can just get out of the way if you're worried about bias. Um, <laughs> I mean, but it's that, also that like, may, it's also that, dumb. I th- yeah, but it's it, legit. It's, it's also like it's what legit. I will say, the thing is, this is like yeah, a, it's, har- it's, it's hard. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to take something it's hard like facts based yeah. and really make it biased, right? And per- and particularly yeah. because when you look at all of this, this is, I mean. You know, it's a real legitimate white paper, so everything you can go and um, you can yeah. check the citation would, if you're actually concerned about that. There's so yeah, there's millions yeah. of citations. It's um, I would say it's biased in the way that like a prosecutor is biased yeah. to win. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, like you're taking a um, particular position. It's not that they're going like they're yeah. yeah. It's not it, it's not like as our favorite word is becoming like platitude. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, I know. Uh, we love that. Shit. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. It's a great word. Yeah, it, it, it just, just expresses so yeah. much. But um, it's it's definitely fact based. I'm gonna have some. I I read. So I didn't read all of it. What I did read with the parts that I thought were like like half of the papers, sort of explaining the situation, which we know about. You know, like we know basically everything about Mike Flynn, Carter Page, um, like that sort of stuff is things you could learn from headlines. So I skipped it because what's really important here is the case law that um, might uh, support um, a charge of obstruction of justice. And then uh, I was interested in specifically the um, ways in which uh, 
Oh my god, am I really gonna forget this right now? Uh, the guy who's running the special council. Ah, that's so funny, Robert Mueller. Yeah, Mueller, that's yeah. hysterical. Um, you sorry. literally you know, like you forgot I'm, the main. My, my names are bad name. today. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, right. No, I did. Yeah, I'm forgetting names all over the place today. But yeah, Mueller, and how Mueller could indict or prosecute the president, which is which like incredibly interesting. Yeah. yeah. So um, those were the two parts I think we're going to focus on: is what is the case that President Trump obstructed justice, and then um, what are the ways in which um, Mueller could indict or prosecute a sitting president, which is a very open question. Yeah. Um, there, the paper has a lot more parts, but um, I think these are just the most interesting um, because it's usually it's pretty much what everyone's thinking, right? It's like, how did Trump obstruct justice, and like, is Mueller going to be able to impeach mm-hmm. him? <laughs> you know, or not impeach, but like, yeah, get him it out of be office. Yeah, is it Mueller's would... investigation? I guess what I, I I wanted to pick the points of this that were just framing the question is Mueller going to be able to get Trump out of yeah. office because it's pretty much what all the uh, like hubbub is all yeah. about. Right? It's like, you know. So um, that's yeah, what hubbub? yeah exactly yeah Whatever. that was a yeah. weird way to hubbub. pronounce the word yeah hubbub dude emphasize the okay so that's cool. that's evidence that Johnny is a serial killer I don't know if you guys Colluding know that the hubbub continue. yeah Jesus Christ I'm yeah, colluding with the Russians one of those like oh you know he's from the Americas you're a, a, a spy sleep you're cell. a sleep what, what cell was... yeah hubbub <laughs> Jesus Christ you gave yourself that's a tell you know. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> my emphasis goes where it needs to. Whatever. <laughs> Take it back to the Kremlin. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Very nice. Okay, so um, I guess we can just start off with, um, you know, what is the case that Trump obstructed justice? I'm going to need uh, S- Mr. Esquire <laughs> over here to help <laughs> us carry through some of the... This is legitimately Because, okay, so there are... Um, the, the paper starts off by, like, explaining that there are three... Um, statutes that are about um, obstruction of justice. Why don't we just take this back for a second? Mark, what constitutes a statute? What is a statute? Yeah, like what? Like when someone says there are three statutes? I have a funny answer. A statute is a law, (laughs) right? But But why would you use the word statute as opposed to law? mm -hmm. And like where where in like the like... um, body of law does a statute that's a yeah Why? is totally. it always uh, yeah that's a, that's a re- i can i can give a pretty straightforward answer so when we talk about a statute what you're talking about is a bill that has gone through the legislature and been passed you know how a bill becomes a law and then not vetoed by the president it then becomes law like as an enforceable law and it becomes what is called a statute a statute is another word for any like body of legislatively dictated law that is held in the United States code, right? The U.S. code, okay? And so um, when we talk about a statute, there are state statutes. There are, you know, when we say city ordinance, we're really talking about city municipal statutes, right? Um, So the idea about whether, we start talking about whether Donald Trump obstructed justice, right? When somebody uses a word like obstructing justice, very often you're not referring to like one particular avenue that you can obstruct justice. Do you understand what I mean? So the idea is that like right. there, when we talk about the fact that there are three statutes, for example, they are, what are they? Um, it's USC 1503, 1505, and 1512, right? Um, yep. Yeah, totally. And so the idea is that 
each of these, you know, dictates a, and, and they're related. They're very, like when you actually, this is a funny, the language is like almost exactly, but it's like, but there are just little tiny differences, right? Yeah. So like there's actually, actually when you look at the white paper, um, on page 35, there's a really good breakdown in a chart of the three different statutes. And this is, it's really funny. This looks so much like my law school notes. Like if I were taking law school notes oh, on yeah. this, it would look like it would look like this chart. It would like it would, yeah. It's funny because they look they look like similar wording, but um, it's funny like on uh, in fifteen twelve, I think it's the only one that says proceeding. Yes. Or no, any, I guess no fifteen oh three. Any pen? No, no, no. Hold on. This is actually wow. This is actually good, yeah. crazy. If you want to start, if I'm going to start being a lawyer, under any which any pending. Proceeding versus any proceeding. official any of- proceeding. That's different. Right. That's, that's actually, actually going to play a huge different. part in this yeah. story. That's going to probably play a huge part in the yeah, story. Yeah, and that's and that's um, legitimately and it's the funny differences because- between those statutes. And that's why, like, so if you read something and it says 1503, 1505, 1512 of USC 18, right? 18 USC 15, so on, so on. They're most likely like all part of one bill that was passed. Like one law was made that created these different sections of the United States Code, right? Okay, that's what I. That was pretty much. Yeah, my they're probably part is, of the same like, law, is, like the same bill. But when we say statute, I can refer to fifteen twelve C dash one dash two whatever all this, and I could call that uh-huh. a statute. That's a statutory thing. You can use the term statutory to describe it. But like a law in total is going to be different parts. That become what we call a statute. That's how I'll answer that question. Okay, great. So um, th- this is what we're working with. Then is that there are three different statutes. Um, I also want to say that if if you um, are, are convicted of obstruction of justice under fifteen oh five, which is pending mm-hmm. proceeding, it's only up to five years imprisonment. But if it's any official proceeding, it's up to twenty. <laughs> so what like is basically just one word difference is fifteen years of your yeah. life. So the the text you have to get very intimate with it because um, little changes will affect uh, like results in major Absolutely. ways, um, and that's sort of what is happening here. Um, I want to just say at the beginning, one of the most important things this paper tries to lay out is that um, when we're looking at obstruction, these statutes are written incredibly vaguely. Yeah. Right, like um, they want they, um, it's sort of called like uh, they say that fifteen twelve C two and fifteen o three they're referred to as omnibus or catch, catch all, all is the, I, I, provision. Yeah, we, yeah. Like the actual term that lawyers use is you call them catch all provisions. Yeah, yeah. So like because they want it to like you know they don't want to be very specific because um, they you know it's difficult to totally well know, it's, it's it, like, very simply to, it's like very hard to predict. The way that, like, you can have an idea of what you're trying to prevent, but it's difficult to predict what form that action being taken might actually take, right? And exactly. so that's why when you read a law, you're going to go, what? This sounds like a hundred different things. Yeah, that's because it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Um, and for that reason, when we're looking at obstruction, we're looking at multiple actions, the pattern and uh, basically the accumulation or pattern of actions but the, to determine whether a defendant has obstructed justice is how the paper yeah. says it. 
And I think that's a good way of thinking. Well, about actually, this I think that the first thing to point out this, sorry to keep interrupting, I think this is what you want me to do. No, but, yeah. Um, intent. Intent is the number one. Oh, intent's going to be, yeah. It is like one way to kind of start this whole discussion is that there are lots of things that all of us do every day that minus intent are not illegal. But if we did them with particular intent, they would be, right? Yeah, so that's going to be huge. I only mentioned the um, the patterns before because I think, and I, you know, I could be wrong, but in my mind, um, patterns of actions can connotate intent. Yes, but you would still need right? to draw like, from If you look at the whole picture, intent. yeah, yes. you, that's the exactly. point. That like it, you could have a pat, like the idea of it being a pattern means that there's intention. Yes. Yep. Right. Um, so that's sort of where we're at. The idea here, too, is that um, the obstruction of justice, right, is not – people just think that, um, oh, Trump fired Comey. He obstructed justice. Like that's like not untrue. But what's important is that we need to be looking at this in the context of Michael Flynn. There, um, The Russia – like a lot of um, – there's just a lot of misinf- – I wouldn't say misinformation, but just not the whole story where people think like, oh, collusion with the Russians. Trump colluded with the Russians. It has to be this Mueller is like specifically taking down Trump. Yeah. Like that. That's like. <coughs> <coughs> sorry, that's sort reductive. of reductive. Yeah, reductive. It's com- perfect. That is completely reductive. What we're looking at is that if you remember from um, the public hearing that Comey gave to um, it was the Senate uh, Intelligence Committee, mm-hmm. right? Um, he, Trump was asking for loyalty specifically concerning Michael Flynn. Like, I hope you can see Flynn go. I mean, or like, I hope you can, go. like, Flynn's a good guy. I hope you can let this go. So that is really the basis for the obstruction of justice, which is going to fall under the purview of Mueller's special counsel. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, and there's other things that are happening in terms of um, Russian collusion but we're specifically talking about if firing Comey or the, part of this paper, the majority of this paper is, is firing Comey an obstruction of justice into the part of Mueller or the part of the FBI's investigation into um, whether Flynn um it was specifically it was into committing tre- tre- treason. Well, it wasn't actually right? no, 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 no. It wasn't actually treason. It's not. It's, it doesn't rise to that level. I mean, how about this? I don't know what information is like. You know, being used by the special counsel when looking at Flynn, right? But what's actually right. funny about all of this is that when you read some of the th- stuff that Flynn did, like, th- so the major issues with Michael Flynn are that he failed to report particular dealings and goings on that he had with foreign entities okay on his because when you become a member of the executive branch in well i mean if you become a member of the federal government generally outside of some like very small administrative capacity you are um absolutely expected to make a candid disclosure of all of your financial dealings and particularly your relationship monetarily to uh, foreign governments is one of the big, big things that they're going to ask about because a lot of these people are dealing with, uh, you know, lobbyists, 
right? So lobbyists might have like all these different connections to varying people from other countries that we want to know about if you're going to be like a member of uh, the executive branch of the federal government generally. But the thing is that like what goes on with Michael Flynn is that – how about this? He he did a speech in Russia where he uh, individually met with Vladimir Putin. Right at like some speech about, um, you know, Jill Stein was there too. What? Yeah, there's a Dude. picture. Of it. I'm also, also I mean, I don't like, had, I, like. I'm not trying to defend yeah. Jill Stein. I can't stand no, yeah. her. But, we don't yeah, love Jill I do Stein, not but Jill like, Stein. it's just it's really fun. It it, it adds to the it whole thing. Also, really like Flynn had like dealings. Flynn also had dealings with. Oh Turkey well, no, I mean, that, the, like, the, with his the, private company. The biggest issue was the fact that um, Michael Flynn, during the time that he was working with Donald Trump. And then once Donald Trump was elected president and he was president-elect and during that time, he was – his private lobbying firm had been engaged by a Turkish businessman with direct ties to the Turkish government, right? And those connections ran deep enough that only until this got looked into did people realize that Michael Flynn would have had to previously with his goings-on with Turkey – have actually registered as a foreign agent. And he did so. But much later, after actually being engaged by this Turkish businessman directly connected to the Turkish government. And so the thing is that the man who became the um, national security advisor to the president of the United States, literally just a couple of weeks before that shit, was a foreign agent for the Turkish government. And he failed to disclose it. Now, this is to bring it back. The failure to disclose is one of the major issues with Michael Flynn. Okay? So that's one of them, is the fact that he failed to disclose his financial dealings and this particular arrangement that he had with the Turkish government. This, yeah. It's also why people are really upset with Kushner. Yes. Like why he has a security clearance and he just completely yeah, he, he, not yeah, disclosing. Yeah, well, he's also – he's not disclosing and he like clearly doesn't give a shit about it, right? Um, like <laughs> yeah. I mean he just openly doesn't give a shit. He might not be smart enough to give What's a shit about it. What's funny is like but... it's hard for me to believe that like – like Jared Kushner isn't a Trump. Do you know what I mean? Like he's like another person, and so like yeah, I just always like his family is just as ridiculous. That level though. of stupidity for like you know Trump blood, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Dude, his <laughs> his family's even more ridiculous to be really? real though. With like his dad like <laughs> setting up the prostitute. Uh, there's a whole story about Kushner's oh dad, God, and we'll do this next um, week. Yeah, we'll talk yeah, about Kushner. Whole, uh, yeah. Actually, we should do we should do but a part about But anyway, Kushner. this is kind of like veering um, off a little bit because, yeah. like, yeah, it's not veering. It's just like this is the state. This is what we're talking yeah, about sure. with the obstruction of justice. Um, is that Flynn? There's a investigation into Flynn. Oh that well, that, I'm sorry, but the, it's not. Yeah. It's not even into his own. But um, so we want to kind of go over the ways in which Trump's actions may have um, obstructed justice. A lot of this is counterpoints to like the prevalent talking points um so like obviously there's they do a whole section that's um efforts to stop an investigation constitute obstruction which the main talking point from that is like it's not that you obstructed justice is that you endeavored yes to, right absolutely. like um you could like in u.s versus mitchell two brothers um accepted a payment of fifty thousand dollars to stop a congressional investigation mm-hmm. 
into a company's eligibility for a government program decided to help small minority businesses by promising the company CEO that they'd get rid of the problem. They didn't actually get rid of the problem, but they took money in the attempt yeah. to. And so um, it doesn't matter if you actually obstructed justice so or not. So just to it point out specifically, the, the it says, and that's an no, intent. The, the words yeah. are, or attempts to, right? In the actual statutes. Yeah. Um, or endeavors right. to, right? Or endeavors to. Yeah, it's endeavors to or attempts to, which is actually, who? that's actually, that's wild. There's got to be a lot of semantical reading going on there. Endeavor versus yeah, attempt. Totally. That's crazy. That's true yeah. too, yeah. Um, so, because like endeavor would sort of constitute like a more like programmatic effort, which seems to be the case because there's so many instances in which Trump was asking Comey not to, not only was he asking Comey to let it go, but there was even a time when he um, cleared the room of everyone but DNI Coates and yep. CIA Pompeo, mm-hmm. the direct, and report you know and raise the subject of like uh dropping the flynn investigation so there's like a pattern of um things here where he's trying to get people to back off flynn now the major talking point when it comes to um you know the right saying that oh just off of comey's testimony they're like he never explicitly said um i've legitimately never heard a more bullshit like reductive legal argument in my life. It's I, but I here's laughed the word, out but loud it's, during it. I was watching it alone oh, totally. my bar studying, and I was really studying a portion of my criminal proceed of my uh, criminal law that was like, you know, things yeah. don't have to be explicit when you're in a conspiracy. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. And that's sort of what's like going on here. Um, one case in particular uh, that they say that actually just uses the word hope. U.S. First Peterson. Um, a co-defendant sent a letter to the defendant Peterson stating that he hopes a third co-defendant. He hopes you don't think you told all them lies on him that he read in those court papers and get scared and cop out thinking they go to railroad. <laughs> which is it's just like a ridiculous. This is just a case Jesus. in which someone said hope. It's a poetry. Um, yeah, he hopes that he didn't uh, like read court papers and get scared and co- you know and cop out Cletus and the testimony he done built yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly but because the court interpreted that statement as part of several comments constituting obstruction hope was uh well it's also it's also just like um this is what's very funny about what we're talking about here because I want to bring it back like the fact that like what he said matters a whole lot less than why he said what he said it is like that I mean that is like a very simple way to present this whole discussion is that like right um, you have to think why did he yeah, say because that? well that's why, why would I, that's he why hope I mentioned, that like, to happen intent. also like military people like like um one case was about military um a person asking someone to do something that would obstruct justice and the defense was like no you know he didn't actually use instructive language and then the prosecution was like yeah but military actually like the orders they give at like higher levels are rarely ever instructive. Wow. In, that's, that's um, very interesting. Structure. Yeah. Because here's the, uh, but so, also to point out, it's also that like, I'm going to bring it back to endeavor or attempt to, right? So like, if we're talking about whether like, I mean, this is what that case law says that they go through, but just using kind of like, like there's not a way of rewording 
your obstruction of justice so that it's not obstructing justice. That's like actually a really dumb way to think about the way the law works. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not exactly what you say. It's why you said it. The most important thing in any crime is why the crime was done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, I was just, I was just no, reinforcing totally, no, totally. that. Yeah, no. like, I think that gets Absolutely. lost on so many um, people who keep going, there's no evidence of whatever they think this is all about. Right? But the, thing, uh, totally. the truth of the matter is that um, it's uh, far more nuanced. Than just there's no evidence, you know what I mean? <laughs> like I don't know what that means. <laughs> so um, there's some other interesting aspects too. Like Trump has been known to clear the room. He cleared the room of just mm-hmm. Comey. He cleared the room for codes. Um, this is seen to uh, clearing a room to have a one-on-one conversation, especially when doing so is somewhat out of the ordinary or noteworthy, is a common sign of a forthcoming obstruction attempt this is uh you see this in uh um oh god i guess i don't have the case in front of me but um there's a case basically there's a a couple cases where um the judge's obstruction occurred after everyone else had left the room like the judge himself obstructed justice by having everyone leave the room except for uh oh absolutely absolutely i guess i thought yep yep, yeah i know what you're talking about now yeah Yep. I forgot the name you of know, it, but yeah, that makes sense. So that's part of it. Um, also, there's case law that uh, – actually, this part's really fun uh, – where uh, powerful people often have a greater ability to influence an investigation. Mm-hmm. So your power is important to whether you've instructed, instructed, obstructed, obstructed justice. justice. Well, because it's also yeah. about just um, like general conditions because it's not just, again, like, like I said, it's about why you said it, but the other aspect is how would the person receiving whatever your statement is take that statement, right? How would they take right. that statement? And so that comes down to what your position is over the... To make that more, to, to like um, make that particular... Um, Obstruction charges are especially common when employment consequences yeah. are implied, right? So obviously, if someone you know um, this happened in uh, this one case where there was sufficient evidence for the jury to conclude that defendant corruptly endeavored to influence ongoing proceedings, where among other, other things, he threatened to ensure that a potential witness would lose his job if he testified. Yeah. Um, uh, that is basically what's sort of happening when you clear the room yeah. and say, I hope you can let this go, and you're demanding loyalty, yeah. and then you lose your yeah. job. Um, because um, if you... Because Comey in his, in, in his testimony said that he uh, interpreted what Trump as said order. as an order, which to me, a lot of people, when they read, like watched it, they were like, nothing big happened. I'm like, are you fucking kidding Yeah, I had no me? idea just said what that, that he... was about. People obviously were not yeah. listening to what was going on in that hearing. That, that's the moment you know when shit is going down. It may not ha- It wasn't going to happen the day after the testimony, but when he said, I took it as an order, that was almost, to me, the nail in the coffin, in a way. Yeah, I, well, uh, I don't know I, I also, coffin. Dude, exactly. It's a nail dude, in someone's there's a, coffin. There's a, there's, a, like, like, <laughs> there's a lot of nails in the fucking coffin here. I mean, uh, yeah. I, it's actually because really Because if cr- he yeah. takes it as an order and he doesn't do the and order then he's then, fired and he, that guy is the guy who can fire him then that is incredibly obvious that uh so like it, his employment was on the line for sure um that's an easy case there's a lot of case law that will support that point and there's also there's a they talk about a case with uh 
the former Pennsylvanian Attorney General Kathleen Kane. Um, uh, I'm not going to go into the case because I don't have good notes on it. But uh, basically, there's situations in which um, the uh, like a politician was using subordinates to try and illegally leak a grand jury information. Mm. Oh, that's so um, bad. And basically, that power was like um, important in terms of that she obstructed justice. Oh, yeah, yeah because um, the, the, the thing is that, like, obstructed, like, when we're talking about this, when you talk about that power positioning, as you've mentioned, um, when you were talking about the judge clearing the room, for example, and how that kind of played into a finding of obstruction of justice, I actually found that really funny because I had a moment where I went, yeah, but judges, like, you know, you got to do what the judge says. And then I realized we're talking about the fucking president. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Which I think is actually a really It's bizarre, not a judge, like, man. We can yeah. think so lowly of Trump, but he's the fucking president, right? And so I, that was a moment for me where I was like, oh my God, yeah. If like you're the FBI director and somebody tells you, like the president tells you um, explicitly that like this is of concern to him and he hopes you can do something, that's like not even a wink, wink and a nudge, nudge if you take into account the fact he's the fucking president. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's why he that's why it's important that Comey took it as an order because he's putting it in the realm of reasons that exist in the employer employee totally. paradigm. Yeah. And you know, you don't if someone hopes you do something and they're not in a position to you know, like where their hope doesn't is irrelevant, then like it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you also know, really like, fun. It, yeah. If Kaiser hopes, if my dog hopes we can go play ball tonight, like it doesn't matter because <laughs> he's bet, not going. I bet he's he not does leaving. hope you can go play ball because he's a good boy. He's a, he's a very he's a, but he's good a good boy. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I think uh, as it goes on, it gets more interesting mm-hmm. for me. Um. Well, at least this point. Um, or. There's a couple points, but this point was really fascinating to me, and I think it's important that people understand this and Mark help okay. us through. Otherwise, legal actions may constitute obstruction if undertaken with corrupt intent. Yes, I think this is the thing. Like a lot of the talking points on Fox were like, "Well, he could fire." Comey. See, this is like oh, that's thank just you within for, his right, me up, and bro. that's I'm ready. Let's do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I've thought. Um, I thought about the same, and it's very funny. There's like a, um, I won't name names, but there was a kid that went to my school that's very conservative and very outspoken on Facebook about it, right? And uh, the point that he kept making was exactly that, that the president has the power to fire whomever he wants in the executive branch of the federal government, right? Every member, I mean... How about this? I'm not trying to make some black and white statement, but I don't know how far it goes down the line. But that whole statement of I serve at the pleasure of the president is very real. Okay, you really do. The the president can fire anyone that he wants for any reason or no reason at all. Okay, but here's the problem. Whenever you've heard people describe like at will employment, for example, as being you can be fired for no reason or any reason at all, they're missing a whole clause at the end, which is you can be fired for any reason or no reason at all, except for a forbidden reason. Okay. 
Here's uh, just an analogy, just to throw in, like, uh, you can, you know, an employer can lawfully fire any employee, but he cannot fire them on the basis race of sex, tra- race, uh, yeah, exactly. religion. So if, yeah. if, if Donald Trump had fired James Comey, if James Comey was black and he said that, oh yeah, I fired him because he was black, right? That would obviously be a, be a violation of the Civil Rights Act, right? And that would be, and that would be illegal. Yeah. So clearly <laughs> there are- It's funny that you say that you because I mean? um, one of the, the cases that they cite is that- um, in U.S. v. Smith, um, the the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, this includes like lieutenant sergeants, um, they engaged in what would have been illegal contact, but they did it specifically to interfere with an FBI investigation into civil rights violations in their uh-huh. jails. And so this extends to like government. Yes, exactly. And then on top, it, yeah. it does, it's not just private. No, it's not. Well, no, it's actually cases. much. And that's more, also civil rights. Well, actually, based. when we're talking yeah. about that, we're talking about the Fourteenth Amendment, which is much of a bigger deal. Because if you're employed by the government, then the government owes you Fourteenth, Fourth, and uh, well, Fourteenth Amendment rights and uh, the due process rights of the uh, of the Bill of Rights. Um, they owe that to you as an employee. So it's not just that, like, you know, a private employer can't fire somebody based on sex, uh, race, or religion, or et cetera. It's that, like, the government doesn't just have the Civil Rights Act that binds them. It's also other amendments to the Constitution that would rep- that would prevent the president from firing someone based on those, terminal- on, on those conditions. So the idea is that right. when people talk about, oh, yeah, but he could fire James Coney for no reason or, or for <coughs> any reason or no reason at all. Right, that actually doesn't matter because they're missing the except for a forbidden reason. Okay, now this is why I was stressing intent, right? Because the idea is yeah. that yes, Donald Trump could have fired James Comey for just about any fucking reason, any time that he wanted, and it wouldn't have been an issue, right? The problem is that when Donald Trump does it for a particular reason or to achieve a particular goal or with a particular intention. Right? That might actually come into conflict with criminal statutes. Now, here's the thing. What, what my, um, what I want to call him my friend, what my, uh, what my <laughs> colleague was arguing on Facebook was that, I know, I do, that's how I'm supposed to call it, I guess. But yeah, what my colleague was um, uh, arguing on Facebook was that the obstruction of justice criminal charge would not actually extend to a constitutionally protected um essentially he was trying to make like a rights argument about the power so he was yeah. equating rights and power but you can have powers but intent is exactly the game. Uh, well then th- this is the other yeah. thing this is also remember we were talking about originalism last week that comes into this shit because what he would argue is the fact that the, yeah. the fact that the constitution doesn't say that there's any way to limit the president's power to hire and fire executive branch members that then the president has an unbridled power to hire and fire. But if I understand it right, like that would mean that um, the statutes that would um, these obstruction of justice statutes would then have to like if if Trump were to be found to have obstructed justice by way of these statutes that defense would have to be a that the statutes themselves were yes as applied to the president and, and that's right that seems it so is, far-fetched. well because it's actually this is when I, the reason i brought up originalism is because 
that argument is, I have got to use this third time using it, reductive. The idea is that yeah. you're not. Well, that's what we're yeah, fighting exactly. against. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's exactly, yeah. I guess that's why I'm using it because that's exactly what we're fighting yeah. against in this situation. Because the idea is that um, one of the bedrock principles of the United States Constitution. I mean, I mean, this is this is unwritten Constitution stuff. This is this is actually better described as what you would call invisible Constitution instead of unwritten. But this is the invisible Constitution is the idea that no man is above the law, right? The law does yeah. in fact go above every member of the government, including the president. That's why the action of impeachment exists and uses the specific terminology of misdemeanor, which in the past purely meant crime, right? So the Constitution says misdemeanor, which would seem to indicate that the president can in fact commit crimes, meaning that the president would have to, in fact, be tied under the criminal statutes of our government, right? And if we take that to kind of be a bedrock principle of the way that our administrative um, government is organized, right? Then the concept that the president can't, the president has no limitations, that in, no inherent limitations on his ability on his ability to hire and fire would actually be bizarre because I could come up with a number of scenarios in which him hiring and firing would be problematic, right? So the anti-nepotism yeah. anti statutes. This is a great. This is a great. Um, uh, uh, I guess you would say like a. a Comparison to yeah, like sub substantiate yeah. This is a great substantiation. Is that the the anti nepotism yeah. statutes are not codified in the Constitution, but they say who the president cannot hire, in particular positions and in particular ways. Okay, now if we can make statutes that limit the hiring power, it must be clear that we can also make statutes that limit the firing power. They're part of the same power. Right? Hiring and firing are same, part of the exact same power. Okay? So, the concept that just because the Constitution grants the president the right to hire and fire, that none of the laws made by Congress, other than those made as amendments to the Constitution, apply to the president's hiring and firing powers, it's seriously, absolutely bizarre. And I don't even think that, like, you know, yeah, it's, it's just it's it's it's, 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 it's so not just re I I actually, dude, it's it's really a bizarre argument because there are a lot of other ways that we can limit the president's power to do things. What what they're kind of saying is that, like, um, you know, because because the president can appoint Supreme Court justices, that he could appoint himself. Supreme Court justice. I'm serious. That's exactly that's like the get out of dude, that's like the Good argument night. that they're making, right? That but that doesn't make any fucking sense. That doesn't exist, right? That's like why I was yelling so much about that doesn't fucking It's like exist. these it's like these like arguments like do not pass the reasonability test of like any literary Not even and, 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 yeah, and, you know and, and they like, definitely don't go buy a fucking lawyer. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's, so yeah, it's almost like these readings themselves are like used to obfuscate the like the idea of like gathering intent. And what in they the are place, is like right? specifically like could, ad hoc. What they're trying to do is that in another situation they will they're very ad hoc. Yeah, and, and uh, the, in yeah, another situation so they'll obvious. use like the same argument they're arguing against here. They'll take that other position in some other scenario that they find it convenient. Right, which is incredibly frustrating, yeah. right? Because, like the, you know, when it comes down to it, yes, the president can obstruct justice, and there's been like, what? I haven't? I'm sorry, wasn't William McKinley 
impeach no McKinley was assassinated. Who was the one who was impeached? I forget. <laughs> I forget. I forget. Everybody so there's there's a, so but, there, um, it, it's definitely obviously like Bill Clinton and Nixon. But then the other guy right before Nixon, like you know, fifty years before Nixon, I'm under the impression that Homie was also impeached on obstruction of justice charges. Right. So there, there, I think that there are not two but three instances of impeachment being brought on the basis of obstruction of justice. And all of these Fox News junkies are getting all high and mighty saying that somehow the president can't it can't be obstruction of justice for him to fire somebody. We already had that happen like three times. You know what I mean? I just, it's totally, so totally. It's ridiculous. So, um. <laughs> to get back yeah, on the, sure. to the paper, although that was dope. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, I really needed to get that out of me. Yeah. <laughs> there is um, – what we were talking about earlier, um, it's important that uh, we understand that if it, it's – like a procedure is likely – or like that a proceeding is likely, mm-hmm. um, that like if yeah. you try to obstruct that, that's also fine. There's a case, U.S. versus Martinez, where um, – a New York police officer involved, he was involved in a conspiracy to rob drug traffickers. Yeah. Um, the officer had repeatedly searched databases for his own name and the names of his co-conspirators after some of the conspiracy members were arrested. Um, he was convicted because it was pretty obvious that he was, you know, that... Just for searching the, the names? ...activities that he was involved in. Yeah, because no, but that's that so good. No, that's in. great. That's great, yeah. dude. Just for searching. Yeah, it the was names. the court determined that. Yeah, the court determined that it was easily inferable that the arrest of his co-conspirators made it foreseeable um, that he would also, you know, be testified. Oh shit! But that's also to, um, yeah. But they they had already been arrested. So the fact that like they're. Um, the argument too is that obviously the Flynn, uh, you know, Flynn was going to be investigated because they. They knew that he was going to be investigated because they fired him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right, for you know what I mean. They already knew that he was damaged, so they fired him. And then they tried to. There's a pattern of behavior that suggests that they were trying to suppress the investigation. Totally. I, I mean, yeah. And they knew, so they knew that it was going to happen. So that's an argument in terms and foreseeability matters because of um, the, one of the statutes says that any pending. Uh, proceeding. Yeah. Um, now the investigations themselves. This is something I found interesting. Um, you can. Um, so you might be saying, okay, the FBI um, was doing their own investigations. Firing Comey um, was one way in which they obstructed an investigation. But really, one of the things that's important to realize is that there are two congressional investigations also yeah. going on at least um in both bodies of uh the legislative there are investigations going on i don't know if it's just two but, yeah you know, oh no no, no but very simple very different simply, committees are, are doing two, their own the different investigations committee of both the house and the senate are doing independent investigations yeah into I, I say that because i think there are other committees that are also doing their own probably like you know but, like, um, like you know committees dealing with a particular yeah. facet that was affected like voting or but something even like if that. for some reason you don't <laughs> find that you know it's not just that you're um imp- imp- obstructing the fbi's investigation you're also obstructing these congress congressional investigations because um congressional investigations have limited resources yep. 
and rely on the work conducted by the mm-hmm. FBI, um, especially in by the intelligence committees. Um, they rely almost exclusively material prepared by and given testimony and testimony given by um, U.S. intelligence, the U, the um, U.S. intelligence community, including the yeah. FBI. So um, it 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 just is like there's like a, a swath of um, <laughs> obstruction charges. Yeah, here exactly. Because investigations that are being held are like they the investigation into this collusion spans like like many different entities Mm -hmm. that investigative entities um so that's something i thought was interesting something Um, another thing yeah oh what do you want do you have oh not on that specifically but i want to hear what you have to say next i have something to say before we move on the before we the last thing i want to say before we move on into the mueller and indictment possibilities is that um this i probably should have brought this up during our last like you know what the last diatribe Mark was on, but um, corrupt intent mm-hmm. uh, may be proved by the surrounding facts. And I mean, that is exactly. Kind of that's over it. This. Think about it. It's impossible to prove yep. intent otherwise, right? It's, it would be impossible for me to prove that you had a particular intent unless you were to explicitly tell yeah. me. But then this is the fucked up part. So let's say if I were Donald Trump's attorney, I would have killed myself like a long time ago, right? Uh, I would have absolutely committed. Oh, this dude yeah. sucks in, in terms of just like keeping the yeah, line, dude. No, I mean, it's war. It's way worse than that. So, like, the thing that like it's not just that he can't keep the fucking line. It's that the guy has no idea how any of this shit works and will say things that are explicitly damning. Let's be real. He doesn't understand how the debt. Works. <laughs> I mean, that was the funniest did, thing. Did, did you yeah, see the all that stock shit? I know this went is a, this up, is a, so we're eliminating. This is a complete debt, tangent, yeah. but Trump was like, "Well, you saw that we're so much in debt, but the stock market that has nothing so, to like, fucking do good. with the fucking debt." It's Not just even, like, and then he wants to, and then he's like, cutting well, taxes. Well, our Apple. And he's like, "We're gonna cut taxes because the stock market <laughs> is so good, so we're gonna eliminate the debt." That's the opposite of it's the like, way that works. No, man, that's like saying like you know we like the apple trees weren't producing this year, but we got a lot of. <laughs> that we stole from our neighbors, so we're doing really good. <laughs> so funny, I, but okay. So I the one deal. thing that I wanted anyway, to talk back on about Sorry. specifically, <laughs> dude, I I was I freaked out because you want to know why this is all such a big deal? Why this obstruction of justice thing is a big deal? It's because of the interview that he gave on May 11th. Okay, he gave an interview with NBC News. He gave it was with Lester Holt. Okay, and I'm going to read the quote, and this is absurd. Okay, so he says, regardless of Rosenstein's recommendation, because remember they had Rosenstein, the uh, deputy. Yeah, they had him write a memo. The deputy attorney general wrote a memo stating that James Comey had lost the faith of the FBI and the American public because of his mishandling of the Hillary Clinton investigation. And that that was the reason that Donald Trump was going to fire James Comey. But literally. So we're talking, when did he actually fire James Comey? It was on uh, May 8th. We're talking about three days later. (laughs) Okay. Okay. No, two days after firing Comey. Okay. Two days after firing James Comey, he said, regardless of Rothstein's recommendation, I was going to fire Comey. And in fact, when I decided to just do it, I said to myself, I said, you know, this Russia thing with Trump and Russia is a made up story. It's an excuse by the Democrats for having lost an election that they should have won. 
<laughs> Dude, that's yeah. just. I'm I'm sorry. I don't know why this doesn't get talked about every fucking day. He's what he says there. What he says there is the reason I decided to just fire James Comey was because that whole thing with me and Russia was fake. And I did and and, and the implied statement is yeah. I didn't want him to keep going with it. Okay? What he says there. He says it fucking explicitly. What his intention was. And this is what's fucked up. So when you go and you read the facts in this paper, I'm just going on a riff here, dude. Because this yeah, this made me so this. angry. Yeah, this, this is, is this made me. I just wonder if Jacob's I, alive. Yeah. Oh, I'm alive. <laughs> oh, you're feeling it. But this is the this is the really fucked up thing, dude. Like when he tells people to leave the room or like clears the room, says something to one person in confidence. It's not in the other. This thing. is like this is like a pattern that suggests corrupt. No, but that's but like different. He literally, he literally tells, tells you, you and he, he tells you on NBC. And then on top of that, this is the reason that I would just die if I were his lawyer because all of that shit that goes on behind a closed door, dude. Legit, this has also happened with the Donald Jr. email, right? What you don't oh do, God. dude, when you, when you know what hearsay is? The very basic definition of hearsay is an out-of-court statement entered into evidence to prove the truth of the matter that it asserts. Okay? What that means is that if Donald Trump said to somebody, I want to fire James Comey because of Russia, right? They couldn't go into court and say that Donald Trump told them that unless it fell under some hearsay exception or didn't qualify as hearsay. Uh, that's you know that's what doesn't qualify as hearsay you giving an interview to Lester Holt on NBC News on live fucking television <laughs> nah, and saying man. that that's, that's hearsay, your man. fucking that's, intent that's you say right I mean yeah. it's the most insane thing I've ever seen same thing happened with Trump Jr. when he yeah. came out and he goes yeah you know I did send all of those emails but you know I didn't really mean to do anything that's a bizarre thing because what he could have said was Oh, I looked at the transcripts. They look like they could possibly be the transcripts from my conversation with that person, but I don't entirely recall and cannot confirm their authenticity. Guess what? That's still fucking hearsay and it doesn't matter then. What he did, he admitted that he said all of the words, meaning they're all admissible. Okay? It's the most bizarre fucking thing I've ever heard. These people have no idea how the law works. So literally, on NBC News... Two days after firing the head of the FBI, Donald Trump says he fired him because he was sick of the investigation into his relationship with Russia. That's what he says. That's what he fucking says. The the thing was, there were so many, like, um, I guess what I want to contextualize this in a way. um, When this interview happened, there was just a lot of people saying that, like, oh, he just obstructed justice. Like, even SNL had a bit where it's like, did we get him? And he's like, oh, no, nothing matters. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. And everyone left. I think people didn't realize that, like, um, like that was such a big deal. Um, It's going to come. There is um, why I I love that this paper just came out is that that was months ago. like it matters. it matters. It's just so not going to matter. It's not like just because he admitted it, like cops are going to come and put him in handcuffs. It's just like 
it matters in a way that's so serious that like it's gonna take like a fucking year (laughs) it's gravity is larger than the headlines that are written three days after what a good way of putting it the ramifications of this Um, are so beyond whatever the headline is about donald trump obstructing and that's what i loved about this paper is that like it it comes out (laughs) at a perfect time just to remind us that like um you know like the law takes time you need to have patience um this is a way of just reminding you of like all the insane shit that's happened um which i want to just sort of um move into the final part which is the indictment area this this one's this one's tough Um, this is yeah because i think at this point we've like this paper is like by all accounts that i know that paper and what we've talked through has totally given case law that um counterpoints all the arguments (laughs) for not that trump did not obstruct Mm -hmm. justice um it's like the hope and provability of intent like we've like established that that's all bunk in a way or at least it's like persuasive you could be persuaded if you're on the fence or if you're a judge Mm -hmm. or something um the other part of this paper i found really fascinating was the um whether what can mueller as his in his own capacity as a special counsel do about trump's specific the, the charge against trump's obstruction of justice specifically yep. right because um the paper goes off in a lot of tangents on like impeachment blah blah blah. but we know those are those aren't criminal or no, legal no, no, it, the um, best way to process these they're yeah, political political process they're political this is like the specific legal process by which these charges or these um like claims to obstruction could be charged mm-hmm. um uh would you say like judicially, right, or would this be executively? I guess an indictment's an executive power, mm-hmm. right? Well, I, I, yes, so. yes, yes. Indictment is obviously an executive power because it's enforcement. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it. In my mind, like having a special counsel is already like a weird, like um, entity in the the uh trification of the law or like of uh the government uh, yeah because right? like, you're having yeah a, trust me it is like they do not take lightly putting up special counsel yeah. like this this would the fact that they eat that yeah, this is it even just exists in a weird place too because it's like really wholly bizarre you know what i mean yeah, yeah this whole thing is weird because like I, anyway um just so we know when we say olc we're talking about the office of legal counsel mm-hmm. this is uh uh, a, a sub-department of the Department of Justice. Um, th- this is important because the the role of the OLC... So the OLC says that um, they've opined twice that a sitting president may not be indicted, right? And this is important... Um, oh, God, I don't know who... Uh, do you, Mark, do you know by chance who J- uh, Jaworski... No, uh, I don't off time. Special yeah, I, I know, uh, yeah. Okay, but Kenneth Starr was the uh, yes, counsel Yes, Kenneth Starr was against, the counsel. Uh, Clinton. Um, oh, Nixon. Nixon. Uh, uh, yeah, that, was that's a, all yeah, you were that looking was, for? That was a brain fart. <laughs> you forgot yeah, about Richard that Nixon. That was a brain fart. Sorry. Um, <laughs> You're okay. But... Um, I anyway, you. so I don't know um, if the listeners are basically going to. what's happened. The listeners, I, do we care about the for listeners? Many past, I don't care. About the, the listeners know I've transgressed for many, many episodes, so they hate me. But um, 
Anyway, so Jaworski uh, was a special prosecutor against yep. Nixon in Watergate. Um, Kenneth Starr was uh, the independent counsel. It's funny how these things have Weird, you know yeah, almost similar names, functions, yeah. but completely different names. Against Clinton, against really opening up into um, oh god, what was it like their real estate dealing? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, they they went into that, that, like that the, whole white water. Isn't that what it was? White, white water. water. That's yeah. it. Yes, white water. Yeah. So. Um, we weren't alive, really. For, we weren't conscious, like, uh, like sentient politically for any activated of the, yeah. <laughs> when I was We were politically six. activated. <laughs> but anyway, so um, so against both of these um, uh, presidents, the OL, or, or get investigations into these presidents, the uh, Office of Legal Counsel opined that a sitting president may not be charged, mm-hmm. right? This is, um, this is where it gets interesting, right? Um, the Constitution does not grant the president or any other member of the executive branch immunity from criminal prosecution. Prosecution, It provides that the president shall be removed from office on impeachment See, this, and, this and is, conviction yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, of treason, bribery, and other high crimes and misdemeanors. This is when everyone became an expert on emoluments. Oh, but Christ. what they didn't become an expert on was whether the Constitution granted immunity. It just – it doesn't grant immunity so much as it um, – and I think Mark will have more to say about this. But textually or like just like literally in the text, it just says that um, the Constitution um, – or the Constitution always says that the president shall be removed, not like can only exactly be, right, yeah. like shall and can only be is a big difference. Um, the Constitution, this is I'm quoting a lot from the paper, yeah, mind sure. you, but um, the Constitution also makes clear that the only consequences of conviction on charges of impeachment yeah. or removal from office and disqualification from holding office in the future. The same passage also explicitly states that the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, and punishment according to the law. That it it's not a like um like it happens and then this happens, yep. right? It's no, not like saying, yep. you have to be impeached and then you can be convicted. It's saying that the party convicted shall nevertheless be liable. Yes. What they're Which saying is that, that, that um, they, what they are explicitly saying there, and what, like at least the way that I hear that sentence, is that being for yeah. removed from office is not in place of criminal prosecution, right? Which is a very different yeah. statement than removal from office predicates, right? Yes. And so the thing is yes. that well, I mean, this is where it comes down to like what I was, what I kind of. Uh, hinted at earlier, which is the um, the difference between originalism, textualism, and um, living constitutionalism or invisible... Con- what do you have to say about uh, functionalism? Because mm-hmm. the second yeah. piece of this is that um, the OLC, what we talked about, they've issued memoranda that said that, um, uh, that sitting presidents cannot be um, mm-hmm. indicted. But it said that... Uh, both those memoranda acknowledge that there is no explicit support in the Constitution, and that's and and what they rely on a functionalist yes. argument that the trial of a president would raise separation of powers, and, and that is the by that subjecting is the, the president most, to trial. That is and the a, most convincing yeah. argument why, like the people, like why the U.S. versus the president could not happen is only because like that legitimately makes no sense. 
right? Because there would absolutely be a separation of powers issue because the, um, the prosecution in that scenario would also be controlled by the defendant and it would be being tried by a member of another branch of government. The ins and outs of that scenario are just like far too bizarre. The way that I can put it is that like the president is absolutely not above the law. The president can commit crimes. That is very clear. That's obvious. We don't even need to get into like the discussion of why that's real. But right. the issue is what the procedure is for convicting and charging, you know, like charging and convicting the president of a crime that he actually commits. So the idea here, the idea that they're getting at is that an actual trial where the president, the sitting president, is being charged with a crime right now for something that he did as president, okay? That scenario is way more of a constitutional clusterfuck than anything we've ever had to deal with in our lives. I don't even, I can barely break the surface of well, the separation of powers issue there. I mean, I could, like, like there are here's, so uh, many Here's issues. what the paper says, though. Here's, a, here's what the paper says. But I mean, this is um, why it's like a functional argument. The idea is that it would oh, not totally. exist. I think but what they're that, saying that type of system. Yeah. Right. That they say that they uh, like address like that's substantive, but um, the problem is that um, there's it's not. Sorry, my dog's acting up. Um, the wording <coughs> that they use is that the Department of Justice's guidance that the president cannot be prosecuted is not dispositive as a matter of law. In other words. If Trump attempted to dismiss a criminal charge or criminal case on the grounds that a sitting president cannot be prosecuted, the courts would not be obliged to grant the motion because there isn't any of case course, law of about course, it. so 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 it's 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 not an the the memoranda itself is that I guess here is the distinction. Um, we don't know if a president cannot be yes. indicted, right? That would have to go to the law. That would, like, clearly, if, like, Mueller comes up with an indictment, that would, like, so obviously go to the Supreme Yeah, unquestionable. But what the OLC is saying is that he cannot be indicted, and thus he cannot be indicted. Like, it wouldn't even go to the Supreme Court because he cannot be indicted. What they're trying to say mm-hmm. here is that the power yep. of the OLC is such that um, if they say it can't be done, it can't be done. And what they're saying is that uh, your arguments are so unpersuasive, and there's also a huge part of this paper um, that goes into times where the OLC has made memoranda that was supposed to inhibit or oppress um, uh, the special counsel's processes Mm -hmm. or the special counsel's Mm -hmm. powers. Um, and they just ignored it and it didn't matter. Like that was basically like the OLC thinks their memoranda is important enough that are legally, uh, special enough that it has power over, um, whether something can or cannot happen. And it just turns out it, See, don't that's, have that power. And, and so that's, so what's, what I think they're getting at there in kind of many ways is that, um, how about this? They're making a little. They're they're being a little full of themselves because they're missing the point that because there's no precedent on the issue, the court can just decide not to agree with them and hear it. 
Dude, you're. That's exactly what yeah. I mean. Is that what they're trying to do? This memoranda is being sent to um, the um, the I guess the prosecutorial uh, yeah. council, but really it's supposed to be an argument to the judge. Yes. Now what we know is that there have been times in the past. There's already precedent established with. Uh, they did this both in the Jaworski and uh, Star investigations where the OLC made these memoranda so that the judges wouldn't allow their prosecutions to advance and they were denied. So now they don't, like, that's already been established. That's already the precedent. So now it's completely, it's already happened twice. (laughs) So it's like nothing that they say is going to be persuasive on that very general broad point that the president cannot be indicted. Um, that I know that it's super tough. I know, but it's I also, think, but also, but I think it's important to get that, to like, because that's why this that, is so bizarre, dude. Where like to talk about the issues we're talking about is to get into such deep minutia of constitutional law. Like these are questions that have never, like none of us thought we would ever have to ask these questions. That's why answers are yeah. so bad right now, is because there aren't any answers. Nobody tried to answer any, this before. Right. You know what I mean. They're going to have to go and, to the and, courts. Yeah, exactly. Like, the thing is that they're, like people are being spoon-fed these – like they're like, oh, Trump obstructed justice. What does that mean? He can't be prosecuted. It's like, no, like he could yeah. be. We well, don't also, know here's yet. here's the thing. It's not like anyone who says that it hasn't happened before doesn't mean that – they don't understand the law. Like the, like the judicial is set up in a way – or like the higher levels of the judiciary is set up in a way to um, like, like – um, Correct. Yes. Uh, yes. Ambiguities. Correct ambiguities. Right. That is exactly why you have a Supreme Court, right? Right. So this is the. Uh, I, I think we're kind of like going over time here. The one thing I wanted to end on, which I thought was interesting, that I think you'll mm-hmm. have something the same to Mark, is that. Um, so when people think of the Twenty Fifth Amendment, mm-hmm. I, all the headlines, all the articles I've read about the Twenty Fifth Amendment has been like, let's bring the psychologists in. Let's like analyze speech patterns. Yeah. Um, and we can show that Trump is crazy, and that like we can evoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment, uh, and then it's like it, all, it then it like devolves into hysteria about President Pence. <laughs> um, this article, I mean, this paper, this white paper, really was so interesting because like it shaded the Twenty Fifth Amendment in a way that me as a layman like did not understand, which is that um, I think it's either the third or the fourth provision of. The 25th Amendment, it's not about, like, what it's about is that, um, like, if the president is not able to, like, fulfill his office, yeah. it does he doesn't have to be no, sick dude, or crippled. No, or he could just be It's literally really one of the things job. that could, and, or it could be, which is what the article, or the white paper goes over, is he's incapacitated. Mm-hmm. This is important because... There are a lot of deep legal arguments that you cannot subject the president to these obstruction cases because it would um, obstruct him his own um, uh, efficacy in the saying. presidency of the he, office. That, yeah. No, right. So just to like yeah, make it sure. clear for the listeners, like what the what the paper says is that so these are like legitimate arguments that are happening in like the legal world in terms of like subjecting the president to these cases because they are so involved they require so much of your time you have to be there every day for these cases that you would not be able to um like execute your office and the incapacitation 
clause of the 25th Amendment is not medical no, no, or physical no, no. or whatever. It's specifically just about you're not capable. Haven't you ever and seen so the West Wing, Johnny? You, are involved, you know, like remember the West Wing? He invokes the 25th Amendment when his daughter gets kidnapped. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, He's not yeah, sick so or anything. In the West Wing, he invokes it, He, but he self-invokes the 25th exactly, Amendment. Exactly. I was just pointing out that that's, daughter like a really, is missing. that's actually a really but no, good but this example. Is, no, I actually think it's – so in the West Wing, just yeah. to make it sure, like the president's daughter – gets kidnapped and he is um and he cannot be objective with the help of in with, making decisions yeah, he can't be objective in the decisions to find his daughter um so he invokes the 25th amendment which goes to this it's the um not the speaker, yeah, speaker the, of the house um, no he didn't did speaker? he have a okay. vice no. president at that time yeah, it's speaker. No, that's what it was. He didn't um, have a vice president. He didn't president. have a vice president. So he didn't have vice president of because John of the Goodman scandal. So it went goat. to speaker, which was a Republican, yeah. right? So like one of the great lines from the West Wing is like, "What do you think about him invoking the Twenty Fifth Amendment?" He says like it's like a extraordinary act of patriotism and a fairly ordinary act of yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so totally. it's just like why the West Wing is one of the best yeah, shows ever God, made. Jesus, um, so good. But um, but anyway, he invokes the Twenty Fifth Amendment not because of any like um, like debilitative disorder or whatever like he's not he doesn't have amnesia like reagan had or whatever like he's um dementia but like <laughs> whatever amnesia he didn't have inception yeah, exactly. like he didn't, like you know have a have a car accident and forget who he was you know they, they were trying to bring him back bring back his memory like right yeah. <coughs> Anyway, I guess the point we're trying to get to is that what it's not. It doesn't have to be a medical when thing. Gets that was ridiculous. <laughs> Let's be real. That was super. No, that's just a great like, movie. So we could just talk okay, about the West Wing. We got to make that movie. Yeah. It's the movie where Ronald Reagan gets amnesia <laughs> instead of <laughs> dementia. <laughs> <laughs> 51st <laughs> it's like weekend at bernie's but with ronald reagan and he doesn't remember it's like anything. instead of reaganomics instead of reaganomics it's like reagan momentum <laughs> i tattooed this pyramid on my stomach what does that mean it means tax cuts make the tax cuts he has the word tax cuts tattooed like upside down <laughs> over his stomach. Like, it was great. <laughs> that was great. Anyway, point is that if he was incapacitated by a legal proceeding, that you can invoke uh, yes, the 25th you can. Amendment. I thought that was cool. I think we're in meme territory, so we could probably yeah, cut it yeah, off. But sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I'm trying to think of exactly. That was I'm trying fun. To think of like the last thing I would like to say about this because I know I have I know I have more than one thought, but I want to say. At least one thing. Um, the idea is that – how about this? When we talk about Donald Trump and this whole like obstructing justice, yeah, et cetera, et cetera, one of the things that I think gets lost on a lot of Trump supporters – I don't think there's a lot of Trump supporters listening to our podcast, but like – I'll speak to the Trump supporters <laughs> listening to our podcast – is the point that like so much of what's been going on is that like um, – you, you know, you hear a whole lot of like, there's no evidence or like, there's nothing to actually show that Donald Trump colluded with Russia, this, that, or the other thing, right? Um, and they keep going to lack of evidence. <coughs> One thing that also comes out is that, yeah, dude, I, I have absolutely zero evidence to show that Donald Trump colluded directly with the Russian government in order to, um, in order to, uh, you know, uh, push forward his campaign, okay? I have zero evidence for that. 
None of that has any bearing on whether he obstructed justice. Whether or not, that, right. like, what's really funny about this is that if, like, Donald Trump didn't do anything wrong, right? Too bad he did now, right? Part of an obstruction of justice investigation does not include trying to prove that the underlying investigation would have become fruitful. Do you see what I'm saying? Ju even if, even if Donald Trump did nothing wrong, even if his campaign never had anything to do with any Russians, right? The way that he has handled this, James, it, this already is over. already yeah. a crime. And that crime, the crime of obstruction of justice, has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with the veracity of claims about collusion between the Trump campaign and Russia. It comes down to a completely I think, like, separate uh, issue. It's separate, yeah, which we, like, that's... I just want to say that, like, <laughs> I think the people that um, are <laughs> going for Trump are, like, already, like, adopting his vernacular, which is, like, Trump's a good guy. I hope you can <laughs> see this I hope go. you can see through this, yeah. Yeah, they know... They, it's not that they don't know that, like, you know, he's, like, obstructing justice in office. It's just, like, oh, but he's a good guy. I hope yeah, can, he's my you know, guy. He's my man. Joe Everyman. Like yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I think that's a good overview of what it, you know. There's, um, I would definitely recommend reading um, the paper if you're interested in I the would case yeah. law. I don't. Know I mean, if no. I yeah, think well, that the I think that the facty sections are actually really helpful as well because it's a very clear and concise um, layout of the facts. And even if you are like completely ignorant of the case law, when you read the facts as such, you get that inclination of man. This has got to be illegal, right? Like, there's got to be something that's going on here. So, like, the facty sections are really easy to read. I would suggest that everybody read, like, some of the, you know, just basic layout, even if you're not interested in getting into some, kind of the legal minutia and the procedural minutia. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, totally. I agree. But, uh, yeah, I think that's good. All right. Um, I guess that's that's it for this Jacob, episode. have you been there the whole time? Oh, <laughs> I've been listening. He's just been grinding vanilla <laughs> wow. Yeah, so Questing. we'll be covering that in a future episode Questicles. if I'm still alive yeah. in the next two weeks. If I remember to eat for the next two weeks, <laughs> we'll be covering mm -hmm. uh, the, the vanilla We come back next week, Jacob's gone! Yeah, a, <laughs> it's a deteriorated he, in front of his vanilla wow! <laughs> like, he passed the bar. He passed the bar into heaven. <laughs> Oh, God. All right, we're done here. So, <laughs> That's uh, what he's once got. again, right. thank you for listening. Well, um, hey, uh, next next episode we're gonna be doing humor. Oh, yep. Yeah, that funny um, shit. We're gonna talk about the. Yeah, I think what you know, uh, we're gonna talk about the history of the philosophy of humor and like what humor means to us. Some like we all have different perspectives and different ideas of it. So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, but uh, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> let's rock. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thanks for listening. Um, again, please like and subscribe us on iTunes or Stitcher, uh, anywhere that you're listening to the podcast. It helps us out a lot. Um, and we'll uh, we'll be back in a couple of days. See ya. All right.